Did you have a cord? Yes, I did. What? Because we're going to get back into this. All right. Hey, guys. Welcome back. This is Hard Ons and Heartaches. Hey guys, welcome back to Hard Ones and Heartaches. This is Mel. Unfortunately, Coop is not here with us today, but I do have one of my bestest friends, my soulmate. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to introduce yourself? Hey y'all, hi. This is with jelly or you know Angelica gel jelly whatever tickles your fancy. Okay, so one of those names will be used throughout the episode. Sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're just gonna have some girl talk, um, just because Coop thought it'd be a good idea to just have another lady on the mic. So um, he sent me some questions. All right, and. One of the well, no, let's let's start here. So, are you in a relationship? I am. Okay. So, how long have you been in this relationship? Um, two years next month. Okay. So, of course, I know Mr. Nicholas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was kind of there when the whole thing started. You were literally. <laughs> <laughs> You kind of were the catalyst to start it, or else I would have never reached out to him. So do you want to tell, like, how your relationship started? Sure. So I moved to D.C. in October 2016, and I was at a work event, a happy hour, and he was there, and he started talking to one of my friends. He thought he was slick because he was trying to, you know, get close to me. <laughs> of course he was. <laughs> and so he and I started talking, and at the time, I hated my job. I hated it. And I really wasn't too concerned with him, more so where he worked. <laughs> and so I'm like, you got a business card, like... Hit me, like, let's connect because, like, is your job hiring? You were just trying to network. I was trying to network. Because at the time, I had a boyfriend. <clears throat> right, right. And he right. was actually, like, literally there. He was and, at the party? No, he wasn't at the party, but he was in D.C. visiting me. Like, he had popped up oh. literally the night before to, like, surprise me. Oh. And I had no idea he was coming. Oh, and so dang. I had to go to work the next day, and then we had, like, this work happy hour. Yeah. So the whole time I'm there, I'm trying to hurry up and get back to him, right? Mm. And then I see this guy, you know, and we're talking. And I don't remember them being cute, right? right but right, I was just right, like, right. I'm more focused about getting a different job. Because I do remember you saying that, like, I don't even remember if this dude is cute or Yeah, not. like, I didn't I... remember because I didn't pay that much attention to him. <laughs> I figured he was kind of cute because I saved his number in my phone. Right. And I never saved anybody. Like, I never saved a guy's number in my phone. (laughs) Like, ever. (laughs) And so, fast forward, I ended up moving back home. Then I moved back to the D.C. area. And then, at this point, I was single now. Mm -hmm. And... I was on Snapchat and just kind of was going through my contacts. You know, you could add people on your contacts, and his name popped up. So I just added him, along with other people. (laughs) Like, again, just (laughs) adding away. And I was just minding my business, just posting snaps as normal. And then he slid in my DMs Mm -hmm. and was like, hey, like, we should meet up. And I was like, okay. And it never happened. (laughs) It never happened. I felt like... Every time we made an attempt to kind of link up, it didn't really work out. And at this time, I was kind of like, if anybody was asking me out, like, sure, I'll hang out with you or whatever. And I felt like he wasn't putting in enough effort. Okay. But then I remember you and I went out that night. And for some reason, I was like, this one guy, like, he intrigues me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, but I don't like the way that his energy towards me is not where it's supposed to be. Mm. He should be trying to pursue me a little bit more. Mm. Mm. 
<laughs> but at the same time, I wouldn't shut up about him. And I think you was sick and tired of it. I was done. <laughs> and you I was, was like, listen, if you like the guy, text him. Okay? If you don't, don't text him. But stop playing games. Like, if you like him, hit him up. Shoot and your I, shot. And I was like, you know See what? See what's up. All right, girl. Yeah. Um, I think all the tequila we down that night oh my helped gosh. with me without him. <laughs> And so I text him. He texts back immediately and was like, let's do something tomorrow. And I was like, okay. Was not holding my breath because we had never connected up until this point. And then, you know, it actually worked out. And we went on a date the next day. And then this thing has just been moving (laughs) since then. (laughs) Going. Okay, okay. So... One of the questions that Coop wanted me to ask was, um, I know that Nick has a child. Mm-hmm. Now, going into the relationship, like y'all dating and all mm-hmm. that, you you knew that, right? Yeah, because <clears throat> actually, I think when he and I were texting, I think one of the times we were trying to connect, um, I had said something like, it maybe was a Friday night, and I was like, well, come out or something. And mm-hmm. he's like, well, I can't come to D.C. because I have to take my little lady to ballet in the morning. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of like the first. Now, I had already stalked him, so I knew he had a child. <laughs> Before I like, met, like I stalked his Facebook and stuff, so I saw he had a child. But that was the first time he mentioned it. Yeah. <laughs> and so I had always said... That I really didn't want to date somebody with a child. Okay, that's what I was going to ask next. Yeah, like, I don't know for any particular reason. I just felt like I just didn't, I wasn't into it. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. or any, well, I think also, knowing that I dated, had children ever, mm-hmm. um, I have really kind of been in a couple long-term relationships. Mm-hmm. So anybody that I dated... It literally was like, I had somebody in high school, then I had somebody in college. Right. And then like, so nobody had kids at that time. Yeah. And so it was my first time kind of dating as an adult. And so I figured, got to have to broaden your horizons a little bit. Like you don't want to miss out on somebody just because, you know, they've had a kid. Right, and considering right, right. how much older than me he is, I'm just like, it's more normal. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. when I was in college or something, I wasn't mature enough to handle or deal with somebody who had responsibilities like having to take care of a child like that's not something I was interested in so I think at this point I'm looking for a type of relationship where if you have a child it really doesn't make a difference to me because ultimately I'm I want to have a family too and if you're a good person I mean I'm not going to cancel you just because maybe you have something that I thought I wasn't going to be open to Got it. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm really selfish in that way. I don't. I. I don't. Kids aren't a red flag for me. Like I won't not date you, mm-hmm. but I don't really <laughs> foresee like a future mm-hmm. with anybody who has kids. I just. I just. I. I want to be first. Yeah. And I know that if a guy has a child, mm-hmm. then I can't be first. And I mean that's definitely a concern that I had. I, I've always said that too. I mean, I always said whatever I go through with my partner, I want it to happen first. Mm-hmm. And just that is just completely not the case with me, <laughs> like at all. <laughs> and so um, I always said that too. But I think it's not until I was put in the position to right. kind of like, oh, here's this man that I love and, you know, he's really good to me and he happens to have a child from a past relationship. And it's just like, it's it's really true what people say, and it sounds very cliche when it's just like you kind of love the whole package, or yeah. like it's a package deal if you love this person. And kind of without any effort, I loved his daughter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it wasn't something even before I met her. Really, like I would hear her talking on the phone and stuff, and I'm like, oh, yeah. I love her, you know. <laughs> and so it's just like when I met her because I was already in love with her father. Yeah, it was just very easy to love her, which was not something I had ever experienced, but it just mm-hmm. happened very naturally. Yeah. So completely through everything that I thought <laughs> about yeah. somebody having a kid out the window because once it was there right in front of me completely changed so do you think that if he had more than one kid or like 
the whole situation that like baby mama drama or Mm -hmm. whatever like that if well because that's a whole nother story (laughs) Uh, yeah do you think that if it was any more intense or like he had more children that that would have had an impact on your decision to stay I don't know because I always thought that I wouldn't want to be with somebody who had a child yeah so I couldn't say if I met him and he had two children if that would have made a difference I mean, what if he had two children and two baby moms. Now that's a press. <laughs> um, I that would be a reason for me to pause. Okay. Before probably going into it, just trying to consider like, what are your relationships like? What's the dynamic like? And how would I fit into that? Yeah. Uh, I'd be a lot more reluctant. But again, if it was a situation kind of like this one. And he just happened to mention having to take his daughter to ballet, but he didn't have to necessarily take his son somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know that he had a son. I still would have went out on the date with him. And I feel like I connected to him very early on, even Mm -hmm. in that first date. Like I had to develop strong feelings for him just from the first time us meeting. And if the next day, or maybe during that conversation, if he would have mentioned something about his son, I probably would have been like, I don't care. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> so I truly, I truly don't know. But it would have been, depending on how the dynamics worked out and what it looked like once we started dating and I was introduced to that a little bit more, mm-hmm. then I think... I would have had to make a decision if that if I felt like that was something that was right for me or okay. not. Okay. So <clears throat> the fact that your past relationships, um, of course, those guys they did not have children, mm-hmm. and Nick did. Do you think that that played that? Do you think that him being older and having kids and having other experiences in life? Um, do you think that he's he was more mature because he had kids and because he had all this stuff? Absolutely. Yeah? Yeah, like 100%. Because um, Nick is very driven. Like He's very much a provider. Mm-hmm. He always says to me that some of the most important things that his father taught him was how to provide mm-hmm. and how to earn and like Mm -hmm. how to do things with his hands. Mm -hmm. And so I know being a provider is very important for him. And I think once he had his daughter, like provider mode, just he went into overdrive. And I know that he wants to create a certain life for his daughter. And that comes with a certain level of discipline and drive and commitment to certain things. Mm -hmm. And um, I think had he not had his daughter, I don't think he would have quite been there. Um, I think he would have been content with some of the other things that he had going on. Like, Mm -hmm. he would have been fine in his other house or, like, certain things that he stepped up for Mm -hmm. to provide for her and to provide a better life for her. And you just don't... Somebody's not necessarily... Now, I still think that he was driven and motivated, Mm -hmm. but I think it definitely ramped up once he had a child. And so... You have to also have a certain level of maturity to be able to do that. Right. There's plenty of men out here with children who don't feel the need oh to do gosh. that, right? And I think it comes with a level of maturity and understanding to be able to execute that the yeah. way that he did. And that was something that was appealing to me when I met him. Okay. Also seeing that he is driven, he is a provider, but then also if this is someone I have a child with... Mm-hmm. These are the types of measures that he will take right. to be able to provide for me and our child and yeah. or our family. And that was something that at this point, you know, yeah. that's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. So do you think that being a provider makes you mature? No, absolutely not. Okay. I say just because you can provide and still just be out here doing stupid stuff, you know, like I think you just have to have your priorities in order. I think... Yeah. Those things are mutually exclusive. <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> because to be quite honest, there's immature things about him that I feel like I have a higher maturity level than he does. But just because he's a provider or because he's older than me mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily... Like, those things, they just don't happen with right. age. Exactly. You know, it's a, it's a personality thing. It's, yeah. a, it's an experiences thing. Yeah. And 
they don't go hand in hand all the time. Right. You right. would like for that too. You would hope they do, but they <laughs> but it's don't. Just not it's the just, case. Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't work out like that all the time. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I think. I think I want to switch gears a little bit. Okay. Um, I really wanted to talk about balancing friendships mm-hmm. and balancing relationships. So when we met, we were both single. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and we was living it up. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Man, let me tell you. Them OZO day parties and oh my god, happy hours. (laughs) Oh my gosh, it was out here. I was because I know I was in the streets super heavy, yeah. And I was trying to be out in there with you, (laughs) (laughs) but then he just snatched you up. (laughs) He sure did. So (laughs) I never, I the relationships that I've had, um, I don't have a lot of friends. Mm Uh, I can probably count on one hand, like the people that I probably talk to either every day or even maybe three times out of the week. Yeah. Um, I'm just a super, I'm I'm a private person and it's really hard for me to maintain relationships. Mm-hmm. I, rem- I think I remember <clears throat> telling you like, this is probably the one relationship like as an adult or friendship, you know, me and you. Mm-hmm. I met you as an adult. Right. And <clears throat> it was I was trying to put an effort to keep it and to maintain it and mm-hmm. curate it and make sure that it, you know, that it was fed and it was healthy and all that stuff. Right. So <clears throat> when you in your relationships, <clears throat> I don't know what is I need some, I need water, some water or something. Oh my <laughs> goodness. Let me get some of that. <laughs> Okay, yes. there we go. Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> so in your past experiences, your past relationships, did you mm-hmm. ever find it hard to balance relationships versus your friendships? Because I remember we had like an instance where mm-hmm. I felt like I wasn't getting enough attention. And so we had that conversation. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is really, really, really important to me. And I want to make sure that we keep our friendship because I love it so yeah. much. Um, have you ever, besides that one, mm-hmm. did, have you ever felt like you did a bad job at, you know, balancing mm-hmm. friendships or relationships? And like, how did you, like, how do you do that? Mm-hmm. And you're just like normal day to day. Yeah. I did a horrible job <laughs> at it um, in my past relationship. I mean, so like I said, technically, I had a boyfriend all through high school. Then I had a boyfriend all through college, right? Mm-hmm. And then up until, like literally until I met Nick. Yeah. <laughs> and so high school doesn't really count because he went to the same high school that all my best friends went to. So... I spent, and I couldn't really spend time with boys. Like, my parents knew that I was dating this boy, mm-hmm. but I wasn't, like, at his house or doing really? things. No. You weren't allowed? You couldn't do that? No. He could come to my house. Okay, but, <laughs> but you couldn't I go couldn't to go house. to his house. I think maybe one time I got permission to go over his house, and I honestly don't remember it ever happening. <laughs> oh, wow. So, <clears throat> so, I didn't really... I think at that time, too, everybody was kind of boy crazy. And all of my best friends also had boyfriends that they were boy crazy over. Okay. And so it's like high school, they were all kind of friends and we were all friends. So we just always saw each other. So it didn't really seem like I had to do a balancing act because I couldn't really be with him mm-hmm. outside of maybe if I snuck to go be with him or whatever the case may be. Yeah. I was with my friends most yeah. of the time. Like they lived around the corner from me. We caught the bus together. We, we had plenty of time to mm-hmm. share with each other okay <clears throat> college was just a little different because we were all we went to different colleges so we didn't really see each other like that anyway mm-hmm. but that's where it started for me that I wasn't even balancing my social life in college well um mm-hmm. to the point where literally like graduation weekend people that 
I knew from like freshman year mm-hmm. and was close to they were like, I did not even know that you still went here. Really? <laughs> yes. Like what were or, you doing? Just spending all your time with him? Every he used to come. <clears throat> so his best friend also went to college with me. So he came up like every single weekend. And he was very much like you got to spend time with me. Like I drove mm-hmm. up here to spend time with you. Like yeah. you going to spend this time with me. And I was like on a dance team and I had friends. I was a part of clubs and I would really like neglect my responsibilities to go or like go to practice or anything because I know he would have a problem with me being out too late or doing whatever with somebody else, especially if he was there. So that was kind of the start of it. Oh, wow. So I'm like 19. I don't know really how to balance this. And this is somebody like, oh my gosh, like, I love him, and this is, like, my first real, you know, like, yeah. I'm in college, I'm an adult now, so this is how adult relationships right. work. That shit is a lie. Exactly. <laughs> so, college was really bad in the sense of, like, managing that. So then we get into kind of closer to graduation, and my friends and I are still spending time together, but, and it's just like, they actually had like an intervention with me. Really? Yes, my best friends, because it really got bad to the point where he almost, it's like he didn't want me to spend time with them. Like, unless he had plans, right? Unless he had plans with his friends, like it was the expectation that I would be with him. And we weren't into the same things like... Not to say that I was a party animal or anything, but I liked going out. I like getting dressed up. Mm-hmm. I like going to bars. I like going to the club or yeah. hanging out, whatever. And he just did not like that. And so he didn't want to go. So that means we weren't going. Right? And oh, then it, wow. then it was like So it wasn't cool for you to go by yourself or with your girls? Like he would have He a would fit? give me, yeah, a really hard time about it. Cause it was the I don't want you out there looking single with your cause now at this point my friends aren't in relationships. Mm-hmm. And so now he's thinking, you're gonna be out with your single friends and probably acting single. Now realizing he seemed very, very insecure, which is why he wanted me around all the time. Mm-hmm. And because I loved him so much, I wanted to cater to those insecurities and yeah. make him feel secure. Yeah. So, okay, if you don't want me to go to the club, I won't go out to the club. Okay, if I'm hanging out with my friends, but you still want me to come over, okay, I'll leave them and then I'll come. Or I would, honestly, I would ditch them or flake on them to be with him as if like I wasn't with him all the time. But that's just how you know I wanted to keep him happy and so That's I wanted crazy. to do yeah so I wanted to do this dude actually told me one time that he wished that he could like ball me up and put me like in a suitcase and walk around with me in the suitcase all day so that he knew that I was with him all day and then he would take me out of the suitcase and my stupid self <laughs> like being young was like <laughs> Oh, you want me around all the time. Right. Not realizing now, like, you're a psychopath. You're a psychopath. And I just want to take this moment to say that niggas ain't shit. Okay? Like, that's some crazy stuff. That, that somebody is crazy. Very possessive. Again, at that time, I'm thinking, like, oh, he really just wants to spend time with me. <laughs> like, he really wants to be around me. But my friends told me, they sat me down, or I think we were on a conversation a three-way conversation and they were just like you are not yourself like you are not the same person you're not as fun mm-hmm. you don't spend as much time with us like mm-hmm. and it's because of him they're like and then the crazy part is i was with him for six years none of my friends really spent time with him like they don't know anything about him really because he never came around or it was just it was very weird so they're like how are you with this person we're your best friends and we don't even really know him like yeah that. That's you know crazy. my one my one best friend got to know him a little better because she and I moved in together right after I graduated from college. And of course, he was there all the time. Mm-hmm. And then at that time, her boyfriend and him actually were best friends in elementary school. And oh, wow. we just kind of like, oh, wow, we didn't know that. Yeah. So it was kind of cool, all of us being around. So she got to know him a little better. She still didn't like him, right? <laughs> but at least someone got to know him. But, and then, so, okay, that relationship didn't work out. So how did you, did you take any steps to, like, start including your friends or include him? (laughs) You didn't do anything? No, because at the, because I was in denial. Because when they were telling me this, I'm just like, that is not true. Like, I am not, I am still myself. I am not acting differently. Like, I am treating you guys the same. Like, what are you talking about? I was in complete denial about it. I did not. 
I like realized what they were saying to me. I was in too deep. When did you realize it? <laughs> After we broke up. <laughs> or like once we broke like close close to the end. Okay. More so after we broke up. More so after. Because I think I was able to just, I was out of the situation, was able to look at it a little bit more clearly. Because mm-hmm. I think I had those love goggles on. Mm-hmm. And you know, you just can't see nothing right. And so the whole time I was in it and very actively in love with him and actively in the relationship, I'm like, I don't know what y'all talking about. Like, this relationship is great. I'm happy. Like, y'all should be happy for me. I, like... I do spend time with you guys. I am myself. I convinced them that the things that he did not want me to do, I just didn't want to do them anymore. And so it was just like, I just, I don't want to go out like that. I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I don't want to do that. And so that was my way of explaining it to them. Like, so y'all should just understand that. No. But they saw through all of that. Right. But they just kind of were like, they just got to let her, you know, do her thing. They were very supportive still. Like, they weren't going to cut me off as being their friend. But they were like, all right, go ahead. And turns out they were very right. (laughs) And I was like, you guys, I'm going to learn to listen to you guys a little bit more (laughs) now. You know, because you guys saw that I wasted a lot of time when it didn't even have to go on that long. Yo, six years? Yes, child. (laughs) That is a long time. Ain't it, though? It is. And then to think, so that's why I said... I didn't feel like, so the reason we was out here so much when I first got to D.C. is because I feel like I completely missed out on the opportunity in college because I didn't go to parties like that. My freshman year, I did, but sophomore through senior year, I didn't go to any parties. I wasn't on campus. I wasn't hanging out. I wasn't doing things. That is also part of the college experience, and I think I missed out on a lot of that, Mm -hmm. and so even though now I'm grown... But I'm moving to a different city. I'm young. I'm single. I'm just like, I'm going to have fun. Yeah. Like I did not have the chance to do when I was in college. And you were very helpful in me fulfilling that. (laughs) I do what I can do. (laughs) (laughs) And then here comes Nick, messing it up. Oh, he just completely screwed up the whole summer. Yeah. And so I think because I never actually corrected balancing my friendship with my ex-boyfriend, I still didn't know how to do it, right? Like, it's still not something that I really knew how to put into practice. Mm -hmm. Like, I was kind of more aware of it now. Like, don't get so wrapped up in somebody that you miss out on living your life. Mm -hmm. But, you know, saying one thing and, like, actually doing it Mm -hmm. is very difficult. And I found myself in that position again. (laughs) As you know. (laughs) Where... I was so wrapped up in Nick and like obsessed with him and like wanting to spend every waking moment with him. That that has got to be exhausting. Is that not exhausting? Not at the time. Again, I was in this like cloud nine euphoric state all the time. Like it's the same thing as like somebody getting high. Like they don't get tired of being high. It's just like, it's such a great feeling. Like, I want to do that again. I want to do that again. And that's how it felt being with him. And I just... So, have you ever... How? What's the longest period you've gone being single? (laughs) (laughs) Who? Okay. (laughs) Let me see. Um, <laughs> it's annoying because there's stages, right? There's like, like I said, probably like <clears throat> after my high school boyfriend and I broke up and I just don't even know. Cause we were so, we were so on and off literally until college, like up until my freshman year, we weren't in a relationship, but he would still come and visit me. Right. Okay. And okay. we would still see each other, but I was technically single. So I would say the time where I was just not really involved with anybody, like maybe talking to people here or there, but not mm-hmm. having a relationship. Probably like when I graduated high school. Yeah, up until my ex. So that would have been like 
a year and some change, maybe. Okay. So like, yeah, my whole my whole freshman year of college. Your we'll whole freshman year, you were single. Technically, yes. Like, like I said, I was still messing oh, you, with oh, okay. my ex boyfriend from high school, but I was no one's girlfriend. From actually a little bit longer than that, I was nobody's girlfriend. Like my ugh, maybe like the end of my senior year of high school, and literally the very last day of my freshman year in college is when I started dating my ex-boyfriend because I went back home for like mm-hmm. the summer uh-huh. and we met up like the next day. And then that started. So that was all through college. So I had that like year time, but I was freaking 18, 17, 18. Right, right, right. And then after he and I broke up, which is a blur, I think officially we broke up in December. So I think to make a long story short, the longest I've been single as an adult was about five months from the time me and my ex-boyfriend broke up until the time I met Nick. Okay. And that's it. That's it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I've kind of just always been with somebody. I don't think I'm a, I don't think I'm a single person. <laughs> like if that makes like, I don't think I'm meant to be a single person. Because honestly, as you know, when I first met Nick, it was not supposed to turn into a relationship. Right. Like, I, we were very much trying to, like, again, I wanted to it recreate. It was supposed to be a single summer, like, single going summer, out meeting and dating, people, meeting people. Because I was that. new here. So, Nick just happened to be, I don't know. Like, we just, like I said, we clicked very much on that first date. I had gone out on dates with a couple other people. I was not very thrilled about meeting up with them again, but just for the sake of living life, mm-hmm. you know, I was still hanging out and things. And then after I met Nick, it was like, oh, that is cut. Like, I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> I was like, that was not for me. This is where I'm supposed to be. And so, yeah. And I just was so wrapped up in just this, this man is unreal, right? Like, mm-hmm. I felt like my relationship, my last relationship, it was just bad. Like, not healthy. Now, I can't say, like, the whole thing, because obviously I was with him for such a long time, but now that you're out of it, wasn't that great. And Nick was such a contrast to that relationship, and I just loved every minute of it. And I wanted to be around him all the time. He just made me feel so good, and I loved him so much, and we had such a great time together. Mm-hmm. That I got wrapped up in that again. <laughs> so do you think that even after the whole intervention thing with your friends mm-hmm. and realizing after you broke up with your ex that, you know, I wasn't treating them fairly mm-hmm. and they were right about mm-hmm. the things that they said, mm-hmm. do you think that you took any of that into consideration? Like when you started dating him and him, he started occupying a lot of your time, even though like most of your friends are in Rochester, mm-hmm. um, the friends that you have made here mm-hmm. and the people you started going out with, do you think that you took any of that into consideration, like going into the relationship? It wasn't like at the forefront of my thought process, honestly. Like I was very much consumed <laughs> by the feelings that I was feeling. And I realized that, you know, like I'll fall for somebody. I'm just like all in it, right? And it just wasn't something that I was very aware of or thinking about actively like I think I was trying to create this balance and Nick was very um supportive about making sure that I had balance Mm -hmm. our distance of where we lived kind of naturally created that balance so I think it was it was put into place but I didn't really have a say about it at Mm -hmm. one point because we lived far apart and like traveling to each other and then him being a parent and not being able to just come and stay the night whenever he wanted to or before I met her, me not being able to stay the night or mm-hmm. anything like that created a space. So I wasn't really thinking about it because it was happening on its own. Right, right, right. As a result of the circumstance. But then once we kind of got a little bit more into it and more barriers were being broken down with us being able to see each other more, spend time more. Mm-hmm. I, wasn't, I still wasn't really thinking about it. It wasn't... 
I, I wasn't as concerned about it as I was concerned about spending time with him. And that's just real. Like, yeah. And I, I realized that, of course, after conversations and <laughs> reflection. But no, I wasn't, I didn't do a good job of creating that in, I won't even just say in the beginning, but it's been like a, a work in progress, mm-hmm. even up until this point, Yeah, trying to make sure that I keep a healthy balance and a relationship with my friends yeah. and not neglect them because I'm so wrapped up in my relationship. Yeah. Do you, well, what was, what was the last thing you did to like, no, I don't want to say it like that. When, what was the, when was the last time you actively thought about, um, I need to spend time with this person or I, ha- you know, I want to make sure that they get some of me too, even mm-hmm. though I live out. Because you've since yeah. moved to Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Now you live here. You live with Nick. Mm-hmm. And so it's way harder now. Yeah. Like, it's not that natural balance anymore. Mm-hmm. So now, like, when was the last time you act- you actively thought about, well, I need to do this or I want to do this so mm-hmm. that... I think it would be the last time outside from, like, your birthday. Like, I try to make it a point to... If you somebody asks me to be somewhere or request my presence, mm-hmm. I will I will come. As okay. opposed to like, uh, how will that affect like Nick and like me leaving? Mm-hmm. Like, what does he have going on? Because that was something that I did, yeah. and I would change my plans around that. Whereas now it's like you're like, come out because we're doing this. Okay, I'll come. You know, but, like so. Do you? But do you naturally like do those things on your own? So not necessarily me asking you to come out. Mm-hmm. But like you initiating, like, let's do this. I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah. So the last time when we went to Caged Bird, I was like, all right, it's a weekend. Let me hit her up. I am coming to DC. I am going to spend time with my friends there. And like, I'm coming to them. I'm not asking them to come out. Don't meet me. Mm -hmm. I'm coming to you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We are going to have fun. And so I came with you. I stayed the night. And then oh, you did stay the night because mm-hmm, I then was you like, met up with your cousin. Yep, and then like I hit up my cousin. I was like, "What you doing? I'm here. Let's see each other because yeah. I want to make time." Mm-hmm. And like some of my other friends, I, I was asking everybody like, "Hey, what you doing? What's your schedule?" I've been even with some of my other friends. I think I've been more active of, "Hey, what are you doing? Like, let's mm-hmm. meet up. Like, let's do something." Now our schedules don't always align, so yeah. we're not able to. But I have been more thoughtful of it now because mm-hmm. now. It has become more of a necessity or a need of mine now that we do live together and we see each other. I think I was so pressed to be with him so much because I got him in bits and pieces. Mm. And now that I have him in full doses, (laughs) now it's just like it's healthy to get away and spend time with friends and not be around him all the time. And I do still love being around him and spending time with him. Sometimes I do just want to be with him and not do anything. But... I'm trying to be more thoughtful about I am going to spend time with my friends. Like, if they need me, I'm coming. If I want to do something, I'm going to hit them up to see what they're up to and let's do something. So, like I said, it's still a work in progress. Of course, we are all a work in progress. I'm working on it. I'm trying to do better. (laughs) I'm trying to do better. Whereas before, it wasn't even a thought, something that I was thinking about. I think about it now. Right. So I think that in itself is like a step in the right direction. Well, that's good. Mm -hmm. So how about, because I feel like now that I'm in a relationship, Mm -hmm. I have, I, I try, I try to be very aware of, um, that balance. Mm -hmm. I do a really bad job with my family. Like Mm -hmm. they just had a game night and I was like, I don't, I just don't want to go. Um, <clears throat> and me and Coop ended up going out to the bar and probably getting super fucked up. Uh-huh. But, um, <laughs> but um, I feel like I try to do a really... I'm aware of it with my friends, mm-hmm. um, especially because I have... All, all my friends are pretty much here. Yeah. So I try to do things, and I enjoy a lot of solo mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. I enjoy like <clears throat> taking myself on dates. I, yeah. like, I'll go to, the, go to dinner, go to a movie or somewhere by myself and... You know, use that just as me time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now I'm, I've been faced with a situation where I think 
I think this particular person feels as though I am shutting them out mm-hmm. when I don't think, I don't believe that I am because mm-hmm. I try to be very inclusive. Yeah. And I even ask this person before, like, you know, did, am I making you a third wheel? Like, have I have I said, have I done anything to make you feel this way? Mm-hmm. Can you explain to me, like, why? Because I, I want to know. I, like, I need to know. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go through our relationship like like you're just there. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not putting in work for you, too. Right. But I just don't think it's being received well. Yeah. And I don't really know, like, I don't know what's, like, I... I can't say I'm giving up on it, mm-hmm. but I also just don't know what to do about it. Right. I think there's certain friends understand differently, right? Mm-hmm. I think there's certain things you have to take into consideration, like, like how needy is this person? Like, is this friend more high maintenance? Like, some friends require more to maintain the relationships, mm-hmm. where some is like, I could talk to you probably once every two months and we still our bond is exactly the same or something as opposed yeah. to somebody that you need to talk to me at least once a week you know yeah. or once a day yeah. for me to still feel like I am being poured into properly mm-hmm. so I think that's one thing to take into consideration and then like I said I think it's understanding like I I ran into this issue too because I have a few best friends and then it's just like you know, sometimes you pick and choose what you talk about because you think somebody, they'll, they'll understand a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So I'll talk to one of my friends who has been in more relationships or has been in a relationship as an adult and just kind of understands where I'm coming from a little bit more mm-hmm. because she can identify with that. Right. If I talk to my other friend about certain things who has not been in a relationship in a long time or doesn't understand the dynamic of the relationship that we have, she's far less understanding and it's hard if they just, they don't have nowhere to draw from to identify with like this new situation that I'm in. Cause one friend is very much like, Oh, well you could just go and do that. No, I can't, I can't. can't. Right. Like you, but you don't understand that because you haven't been in a relationship like as an adult, like that would have been fine in high school, but it's not something I can do now. And so my friend that's been in relationship like she just understands that that naturally happens like your your time your attention mm-hmm. your energy is now connected to somebody else right it's and just the, the situation is just different yeah and it so even let's even let's talk about me and you directly right okay so how we've had the conversations about the balance right before right right but now it's not really a conversation we have as much because why now you spend more time with with your boyfriend and you enjoy that time with them. And I'm not like, oh, well, she's not doing this with me right. or whatever the case <laughs> like because that's like, it's just when you when you're in a different space, you operate differently. Right. And sometimes relationships shift, not necessarily like change, but they shift right. as a result of that. Right. Same thing with Nick. His his frat brothers come up to me all the time. I was like, yo. Nick always used to be out. He used to be the one like, hey, where the drinks at? Like, we're going to the bar. What you doing Friday? He's like, I hit Nick up. Nick be like, I'm in the house with Joe. Right? And mm-hmm. it's like, they get it, though, because yeah. they're also in relationships. The ones okay. that are single don't really get it that much. Because they're like, she can stay in the house with my... No, I'm going to stay in the house with my lady or I'm going to do this. It doesn't mean that I don't enjoy time with you. It doesn't mean that we're not going to have fun. But it's a preference thing. Right. Just kind of like what you said about family time. It's not that. Sometimes you just don't feel like it when you know you have another option. Right. Right? Like, my option is, do I go here or do I get to spend time with my man? I want to spend time with my man. And I don't care if that's just us sitting staring at each other or us going to a bar or something. I just would rather. Right. And some people just have to understand that. And if they haven't necessarily been in that healthy, happy relationship space... They might feel a way about it, but that's because I can't understand yet that it's not about them. Got a partner now. Like, things shift. They shift. Like, essentially, especially as adults, right? And now kind of dating with a purpose. Like I'm not dating you just right. We're not dating just right. Like I'm hoping that this relationship is going to turn into 
something. We're going to have longevity here. Exactly. Right. And so part of that shift happens from like somebody I'm just dating or hanging out with to this is my partner and somebody I can see myself with. That person naturally becomes your best friend. Right. And it's like, they're kind of like, they kind of become like this one-stop shop. Not mm-hmm. to say you should neglect the other people, but it's hard when you have like this one-stop shop. Like, if you have the option to go to like Target or to like the Dollar Tree, you're like, I'm gonna go to Target because <laughs> they got everything, right? Like, if I'm just gonna go to this one store, That's so like, good. right? Like, not to say Dollar Tree doesn't have like right. the things that I need, but Target got. Target has everything, everything. right? I, I can't walk into Target and not walk out with everything but what I came in exactly. For. It's like Dollar Tree <clears throat> sometimes cannot provide Mm-mm. some of the things that Target provides, and that's just the fact of the matter. So you, so what could you possibly do to help somebody understand? Is there nothing you can do, or they, do you just you just have to let it run its course? I feel like. You just have to kind of explain it to them. But my thing is, if if somebody is your friend and they see that you're in a happy and healthy relationship, right? It's just one of those things like, please don't give me a hard time about it, right? Like, <laughs> right. like I said with my friends now, you saw the relationship that I was in, not healthy. You have no complaints about this relationship now, right? Like, you don't think that he's a bad person. You think that he's great for me. Right. You love him. You love me. You love us together. Why would you complain or get make me feel bad about wanting to spend time with this person that's awesome that you I already spend time with you too. You right? Like I want to spend, but you just have to realize there's a shift. <laughs> priorities <laughs> and priorities of relationships they shift. Whereas single me, if something were to happen to me in DC, I'm gonna call Jamela first, right? Mm-hmm. She's here. She's my dearest friend here. I'm calling her first. Things shift. Now something happens. I call Nick first. Right. Because that's my man and my friend. Like, I'm going to still tell you about it. Right. Right. right you're right. still going to know, but I'm calling him first. Right. And it's just, I don't think you can fully grasp it. Same thing as like dating somebody with kids. You don't know how you, like, you can't understand it sometimes until you're, until in, you're it. in it. And as far as getting your friend to understand, I would just hope that they do, you know, like Mm -hmm. I'm your friend. I know you. I see that you're happy. I've expressed that I've wanted some time from you. So let's let's work on a solution. Like, let's talk about it. What would we both decide would be a healthy balance for like what I need and what you're able to supply and what you're able to give? Let's talk about it. Like, that's the point of you got to work stuff out. Yeah. And then if, I mean, if they're not willing to work it out or if they're being too difficult about it, that's when I say you got to kind of just be like, well, I'm not going to stop my relationship to cater to you. You Dollar Tree. You Dollar Tree? You Dollar Tree. I'm sorry. Like, I'm sticking with Target as long as I can. (laughs) No shade to Dollar Tree because I love me some Dollar Tree. No, that makes a lot of sense. Like, um... I remember when my cousin got into a relationship and me and her, we were always together. Mm-hmm. And even when she got into her relationship, she would always ask me to like come. And mm-hmm. I was always the third wheel. And from my perspective, um, I felt, I always felt like the third wheel. Mm-hmm. And that's what I don't like. Yeah. So I think that's what it makes me oversensitive to to those things. Yeah. And so when I feel like I'm actively trying to include people mm-hmm. or like making sure that I communicate well with people, like my intention and why I do what I do and this is the reason for this and this is that. And mm-hmm. I try to be very, very aware mm-hmm. um, and just kind of nip things in the bud before they happen. Yeah. And like you, but people, ha- you also have to be able to communicate back to me and say, well, I'm not comfortable with this because I'm not mm-hmm. a mind reader. Like I don't True. know what you're comfortable with, what you're not comfortable with. Like you have to talk to me. You can't just shut down and not say anything to me because then I don't know how to fix it. Then I don't know what's wrong. I don't know what to apologize for or not apologize for. I don't know those things. I don't know if 
we're just going to chalk this up as a loss because mm-hmm. you're completely unreasonable. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so sometimes it can get really, really, really tricky. And that's why I said if somebody is your good friend and sees that you're happy, it's something that you have to work out with them. You know, like. Yeah. But you can only work it out if they're working, if they're willing to work it out with right. you. Right. Yeah. And that's the most important part. Yeah. Like, I, I value our friendship. So I want to figure out a way to meet your needs, but I want to also manage your expectations right. of what I'm able to give now that I'm in this relationship. Exactly. Let's talk about it. <laughs> How do you feel about that? I mean, I, I feel like that's the, only, that's the only way. Yeah. You can't be unreasonable. Neither one of you can be unreasonable, right? No, absolutely like, not, no. It's just, I have Especially to- if you value... The friendship. If you value the friendship and it's something that you hold close to you, mm-hmm. I mean, you can't be unreasonable. You can't. Like, you have to be willing to compromise or and not sacrifice. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Amen. There has to be give and take. It has to be. And it can't be, well, I'm not getting my way, so I'm just done with it. That's not, that's not how it goes. It's really crazy that people are like that. It absolutely I'm not, is. Because I'm so not. Yeah, I'm very like resolution oriented. Yeah. <laughs> like, like if, if I don't a, if I don't care about it, then it it, it is try. what it is. I'm not going to try. But if I love you mm-hmm. and I value you, mm-hmm. like we have to we have to come to some sort of resolution. Yeah. Like I don't I I feel. I get like anxiety about it. Like yeah. it's like it's crazy. Like I can't stop thinking about it. I can't mm-hmm. stop talking about it. Like I can't believe that this is happening. <laughs> what is going on? Right. I just I don't understand. I don't get it. So Yeah. I'm not good at operating in that space either. Like you said, I think the key point is when it's something that you care about or someone that you care about. Yeah. Like I don't want to operate in this space of feeling like you feel a way. And especially when we can resolve it. Right. Like, this is that's an easy fix. But it, it all, like you said, both parties have to be willing. Yeah. They do. And even to your point when you were saying, you know, you hung out with your cousin, it's an experience thing. Yeah. And I think that's also, you were very thoughtful about trying to make sure that people don't feel that way because you know what it feels like to feel that way. Right, exactly. On the flip side... Your friend, again, they, I don't know if they're having difficulty with because they just have not experienced it. Like I said, my friend, she hasn't been in a relationship since, shoot, (laughs) maybe like freshman year of college. Really? Yeah. And like being somebody's girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And you're in a completely different space than in that type of relationship versus now mm-hmm. and you try to be understanding and you try to be but there's certain things that if I talk to you about it I just know you won't get it right. and not to say that I don't value if you were to give me I know you'd give me helpful in, input or feedback but I don't know how much of it is applicable because you're only used to applying it in a certain space. Right. And that's not the space that I'm in. Right. And that might be the same thing as your, maybe they just have to get some experience. (laughs) Maybe they just have to get some experience. And then it, I mean, it happens time and time again. You just find yourself in that situation. Then you'd be like, wow, that's what they were talking about. Mm -hmm. Now I get it. Yeah. And maybe they just won't get it now. Maybe that might be what it takes for them. Yeah. And I hope that they get there. I hope so too. I hope so. Especially, like you said, the friendship means a lot. Yeah. That's what's supposed to happen. Yeah. I just can't, I can't overextend. I just can't. Yeah. I think that there's a fine line between like bending backwards and like breaking your back. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And I'm not doing it. Or like, I'm, I'll bend for you. Yeah. To like try to figure something out, but I'm not about to break my back. And you're not, and you're doing not, and you're not giving me anything. Sorry. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay, well, um, I can't think of anything else. All right. Well, just know that the minute you start neglecting me, 
for Coop. Oh, honey. We're coming back. Oh, no. We have and already. the people. No, see, because this is what happens. <laughs> I, and I feel like I told you this. I said, <laughs> we are together. Right. We make them, <laughs> we make them the third wheel. Sure do. Because the other night, I swear we didn't talk to them for like a whole hour. Well, it was a whole hour. And I, I think it like, was over an hour. Right. And it's like, oh, hey. And I thought about it in my head. I was like, I hope they're okay. Right. Anyway. anyway back to what we were talking back about. Back to what we were talking about. No, that's very true. They will be just fine. Yeah. They was talking about like Vegas and sports and shit. Oh, stuff knows? we don't care about. Right. Nick was trying to get him to go to... What is what um what martial arts does he do? MMA. Do, yes, he was like, yo, you should do MMA. No. And Coop was like, oh yeah, I'm down. I was like, bro, you're not going. First of all, <laughs> you saw this dude in a neck brace yesterday, <laughs> didn't you? Uh, I would advise against it. How you out here hurt trying to get hurt? Uh, trying to recruit people. hurt people, hurt people. What? Okay, <laughs> like no, no, absolutely not. Right, and you know what? It's I actually, I actually just thought of something else. Really quickly. What's that? About your friend. Mm-hmm. My friend that was not necessarily understanding, mm-hmm. like you said, the effort part is very big because when she came here to visit me, mm-hmm. she kind of fell into my rhythm as opposed to imposing what our rhythm naturally was when we were together. Mm-hmm. Meaning at that time, I still didn't live with Nick. We lived in different cities. Yeah. And she came... And instead of her like, well, I'm here and I traveled all this way. You should stay here like with me or whatever case. I told her like, hey, typically on Sundays, I go to Nick's house and I cook Sunday dinner. And she was like, okay, I'll come with you. Right. And then she was just like, you know, thank you so much for like, you know, including me. And like, I I hope I didn't impose. And I'm like, absolutely not. Like, I'm happy that you came and you shared that with us. And we were able to all eat together and spend some time together. And that's what I feel like it's all about. Like she, we were able to spend our time together, but she didn't want to disrupt what I had going on. And I felt very grateful to her for that because I would have felt sad, like staying at home and not coming to see him or cook dinner, which is something that we had established was our thing. Yeah. And I would have felt bad. Like, and I definitely would not have like, and I, and I didn't want her to not feel included either. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that she was understanding of like, I'm going to come, but I'm not going to yeah. disrupt. Yeah. I think that's hard for some people to do. Mm-hmm. They, they feel... And I don't know if she, I don't know if that's just naturally her. Mm-hmm. That's just not, you know, naturally her disposition. But some people, it's not. Yeah. And so they just feel like because I'm here, you should drop what you're doing or mm-hmm. that shouldn't happen or whatever. And it should just be us. Yeah. Historically, that's her. I would say she's kind of, she's, she's like the baby of our group. Mm hmm. Um, her siblings are very much older than her, so she grew up kind of as like an only child, mm-hmm. so very spoiled yeah. and really just all about her. Mm-hmm. And she, as she has matured, that has changed. She, I feel like in the past would have given me a very hard time about it or felt a way about it and maybe yeah. would not have expressed it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what changed. Like she actually told me, she was like, we're adults now, we're grown. She was like, and if this is the person that you're in a relationship with and that you want to spend your life with as your friend it's my responsibility to also try to get to know him yeah and kind of learn your situation and understand it yeah and that like blew my I mind i think that's so mature yeah it blew my mind that she said that yeah. because that's a real I friend was, i was deep down nervous like oh she's probably like annoyed that she's coming out here and like yeah. we're not blah 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 and that was so reassuring yeah. and i'm like that's what it's all about yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Because I mean, at the end of the day, I just want everybody to be able be able to be in the same room and everybody get along. Like there's no bad energy, there's no bad feelings. Like I don't feel a way about this person or that person and I know that everybody can get along in some sort of way cuz everybody's right. not going to like everybody. True. But um and everybody's not going to be able to establish relationships with everybody like, you know, I feel I, when I feel strongly about something or someone, like mm-hmm. I just do, right? And I try to be, I try to be cordial. Like if I have, like if you ask me to, you you know you know this, yeah. You beg me to come somewhere, I'ma come, but I'm not I'm not about to like 
pretend mm-hmm. that I don't feel a way about this person. Right. But I can at least try to be civil. Right. And that that's person. what friendships are about. Like yeah. being supportive and being there for somebody. Sometimes right. against what you your feelings uh, or whatever. Yeah. But that's the part. Like friendships are not selfish. Right. They're not selfish. And your friend is being selfish. Yeah, she is. And my friend used to be selfish. Yeah. She has seen the light. I'm so happy. And I hope your friend sees the light. Because it's so much better on this side. It's, yes, it is. Honey, <laughs> it's like the warm. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, take them Ugg boots on. Sandals. All right? Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, Jill, I want to thank you so, 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 so much for coming and talking to me. Thank you for having me. Uh, this was fun. Yeah, it was. So you have to come back. Maybe next time we'll get Nick to come on the mic. No. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> we can have a little couple talk. Yes, we can something. have a powwow since yes. we do that anyway. I know, right? Might as well. But they go. might start going off talking about some other shit. And, I don't and know. then we're gonna have to bring them back. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Ain't no tangents. Oh man. Stay on point. Exactly. Okay, well, thanks everybody for listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Bye. Peace out.